guys, welcome to my first of hopefully many podcast episodes. One of my goals for this year has been to pursue more hobbies and things that I find myself super passionate about and I guess one of those things is just having conversations with myself, no, (laughs) Um, about the way though that we perceive each other and perceive the world and so I just love talking about that kind of stuff so why the heck not, you know? Um, If you've been around my story for a while now, you know that I kind of got my start in the digital space back in 2014 with my blog, Simply Matea. Oh my goodness. We've certainly come a long way since then. It's so crazy to think about. I remember when I first started blogging in high school, I was seriously, one, so jazzed about it, but two, so embarrassed about it that I would simultaneously like self-promote but also like cringe at myself I don't know if you are in that space at all like you probably can relate (laughs) anyways for those of you who are new I'm Matea and fun fact my parents got my name off of an episode of Jeopardy so the question was what is the female form of the name Matthew and the answer was Matea so I suppose they were just like well maybe it's on the way so let's just name her Matea I guess so yep fun fact story behind my name (laughs) I'm initially from a pretty small town in Colorado and then I moved to St. Louis Missouri for college where I got my BS in entrepreneurship and then when I kind of went whoa I can't talk and I'm sure that's gonna happen a lot more frequently so buckle up guys (laughs) um So yeah, when I started school, I was actually also minoring in marketing, but I ended up dropping it a couple years in just to make more time for creative and entrepreneurial endeavors and projects, and actually, like sophomore year, I was considering, and kind of junior year, I was considering just dropping out of college altogether. I just felt like I could spend those years building my photography portfolio instead, um, because you don't really need a degree to do a creative career, but, you know, my family really strongly persuaded me to stay in school and finish up, and, um, ironically, my failure professor, um, yeah, the course is failure. Um, it was really, really, you know, applicable to my major, so I do recommend it if your school offers a course called failure, but, uh, Basically, it just teaches you to become comfortable in failure and learn from failure. So, anyways, ironically, that professor as well convinced me to stick it out. And I'm, I'm glad I did, you know. Networking is such a huge part in, in your college career. And so, I mean, that was such a large part of what I reaped from, you know, sticking it out. And so, you know, I'm glad I did. But anyways, when I was starting to look at colleges, I was wanting to study fashion merchandising, but the more I thought about it, the more I felt like entrepreneurship was more in line with my career goals and a bit broader, um, just in general, in case my interest in pursuing fashion shifted, and which, surprise, surprise, it did indeed, and so currently not super into doing the fashion jazz, but, uh, more so the lifestyle and art jazz, so that's me. I graduated almost a year ago in May of 2019, which is 
really crazy. It's almost been a year of adulting. I don't love it. I would love a a return policy. Um, Yeah, so if anyone has a return policy on adulting, please pass it my way. Yeah, so after I graduated, I just moved to a northern suburb of Chicago, which is where I'm currently chilling. You know, at the time, I just signed with a company to work remotely and do full-time digital marketing, which was just a crazy time of the year. It was also busy season for photography, so I was traveling and working my full 40-hour 9-to-5 remotely and then shooting weddings and the full shebang on weekends before and after work and then editing till at least midnight, like every night. So it was just such an unsustainable lifestyle and I just really don't recommend it, but I'm sure the fear of adulthood and bills was just really driving me at that moment and no, the fear of paying my bills has not yet disappeared, but we'll keep you guys updated on if that ever disappears and at this rate, I feel like no, it will not. So do not expect an update on that front, I guess, um, within the next couple years. <laughs> um, so yeah, this past November, I was just really starting to clash with the company I was working for in terms of just general workload and ethics and compensation. And so, I mean, honestly, there is a lot going on there that I will not dive into and just won't really disclose. But um, long story short, I kind of just ended up quitting a couple days before Thanksgiving. And then because my parents were actually in downtown Chicago for a few days to celebrate Thanksgiving, which was fun. And then I went back with them to Colorado for a couple days before heading to Europe for a couple weeks to surprise my bestie in Belgium. So that was awesome. And then I went to Colorado for a few weeks, basically, just to um, regroup and to celebrate the Christmas holidays with my family, um, which was really good to just clear my headspace for a month after quitting so abruptly and just not having any backup plan. So as you can imagine, I was a little scatterbrained at that point. And so now I'm just chilling and working on my own branding and photography and traveling a bit. And so I'm just visiting friends and from like high school. So years ago, I haven't seen these people in a long time, which makes me feel old, but whatever. (laughs) So yeah, it's just all kind of worked out for the best, I think. I'm just really lucky I was able to save as much as I did in that half a year, and so I'm in slightly an an uncomfortable position in terms of finances, but I mean, I've been full-time freelance for almost four months now, which is so crazy. Like, literally, that's, what, a third of a year? Time goes by so fast, and I've hardly dipped into my savings, if at all, and so... I don't know. I'm really excited about that. Um, But yeah, just this fear is what I'm realizing is just the fear of not being good enough and not having enough and wondering when I might be paid again. I don't think that fear really goes away in this field. So as you can imagine, it's just kind of learning how to get comfortable sitting in that discomfort, which I'm being really slow at doing. So update on that to come. Um, So yeah, as you can imagine, just the past few months, I've had more time to just kind of sit and marinate in my thoughts. I don't know why I said marinate. It sounds like I'm a steak or something, but 
Yeah, it's been just really tough and just in honor of full transparency, you know, I can just say that I've had to reach out to my support system, including my childhood therapist for help and just trying to sort through the pain and discomfort that accompanied that transition the past, what, few months. I just was so not happy for the first couple of months and honestly, I've only just started now to get it together, get myself together, (laughs) and seek joy more so just in the past few weeks, I would say, and I really, if I mean, if you know me personally, like, you know, there's, my brain is always on, and it's always reflecting, so I just love to think about just life events and thoughts and just so a huge part of my train of thought the past four months has just revolved around happiness. So like what it means and just how we can find it and how we can maintain it and then what it even is, I guess, in the simplest form. So that's just kind of what I wanted to take a second today and chat about. Growing up, I was always just under this impression that happiness is super simple And I really didn't think it took much. And so I was just infatuated with this idea that I could be a simple girl with simple needs because somewhere along the way, I'd heard how unattractive it was to be considered high maintenance. And so I kind of just grew this natural fear of being too much and too needy. And I think that just stems from social media or like society and just telling people in relationships just don't be high maintenance, don't be needy, don't be too much. And so I just naturally kind of took to that thought, which (sighs) I'm glad that's kind of gone or working on it at least. But long story short, no, I am not a simple girl. I'm quite complex, I think. Uh, I can't figure myself out. And I've heard from family and friends that they can't seem to figure me out either. So, um, oh my gosh, I have to sneeze. Oh, it went away. I've had four bloody noses in the past 24 hours, so that's not fun. So if I get a bloody nose during this, I'm going to have to pause and regroup. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Anyways, so just after the the past few months, I've learned that maybe happiness is just super complicated. And I just feel like we have all of these moving parts that have to be in sync in order for us to achieve some realm of happiness. So when I kind of hit my rut this year, you know, I had everything I ever wanted. I had a good roommate, a boyfriend, a nice apartment, an open schedule. I had no work obligations to anyone else and I was just basically free to travel and do whatever I wanted and so I actually spent so many nights crying myself to sleep and just sitting in sadness and I seriously could not figure out what was wrong and I'm sorry to bring the mood down guys. I promise it's you know, more lighthearted than that, um, at the end of the tunnel here, but I don't know, I was just super sad, and called my parents all the time, just really, really upset, and it really made me think about what, you know, sets my soul on fire, and what makes me happy, and I think it's really tough to actually pause and think about, we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day, you know, and our routine, and it's just really hard to stop ourselves, and so... I also hate to get morbid, but I also kind of think about this actually kind of frequently, which I don't know if it's like good or bad, or maybe it just is what it is, but I think about 
what I will be thinking when I'm on my deathbed. Should I be lucky enough to even, you know, go peacefully due to old age and whatever? I won't be thinking about that one time I won an award for whatever or some accolade that I got when I was who knows how old, but I assume in that moment, you know, I'll be thinking about the kind of person I was and who slash what mattered the most to me and why. And that was the part that was really missing for me in that moment these past few months. I just don't have a sense of community where I live and it's it's tough. I just really didn't realize that that was just such a huge part of who I was and who I am and my happiness altogether. And so I downloaded Bumble BFF and no, this isn't sponsored, but honestly, Bumble, if you ever listen to this and you know you want to finesse something... Um, I wouldn't, let's just say I just wouldn't be opposed. Yeah, I've had a lot of success stories with you guys and you've brought me a lot of good gal pals, so I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, so yes, I've (laughs) seriously met a great handful of gals on there that are so friendly and are just seriously seeking the exact same thing that I am and that's a sense of community. It's been so hard for me to meet people naturally since I don't have coworkers and I live in a suburb where... The demographic is mainly of people ages 40 and over with what I assume to be a high income because I park next to two Teslas, my garage is full of Benzes, and I've become jaded by seeing Porsches whip around my suburb. So if that says anything, take take what you want from that. Um, I personally do not fall under that demographic because if you know me, you know I have a red cute little Mini Cooper named Rudy and Ruru is his nickname. So I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty tough and it can get super lonely. And so, you know, if you're kind of in a same position as me, like not necessarily freelancing, but just have this sense of I'm not happy and why and um, I'm kind of lonely sometimes. I definitely recommend trying that kind of networking out in one form or another just because those little coffee dates or bachelor mondays and what have you they just give you a little something to look forward to and i just didn't realize that it seriously makes all the difference each week and yeah so the past few months as well i've just had to really think about what brings me the most joy in other areas of my life too so like with work and hobbies I've had to take a step back, as I'm sure, you know, you guys have had to do as well at some point, just, like, asking yourself, does this bring joy to my life, and how much joy does it bring? So, when you break down all of the little things that have to be going at least okay for us, I think it makes happiness a little more complex. So, take physical health, and your social life, and your family life, work, careers, growth in those areas, and also having enough time to pursue your passion projects and hobbies and all while living true to your personal beliefs, your values, and abiding by your religion, if you're religious. I don't know if you're religious or not, but basically all of those moving parts are tough to balance at the same time, which is why people joke, you know, pick two and there's a list of 10 things that have to contribute to your overall like satisfaction and happiness, right? And so I think that's why no matter what we do, we'll always be searching for more. I think it's just kind of complex. You read those stories about the people that have it all. So like celebrities, A-listers, millionaires that seem to have everything you could ever want, but then the next day they've done something sad, like commit suicide. And it's just because it wasn't 
enough and they weren't happy and it just really makes you think about what actually matters at the end of the day I guess and just how we'll always be in search of more so then I started thinking about happiness and what it what it is in another way so I guess it's kind of like a temporary state on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the happiest, you know? I would say we probably sit mostly at like a 6 or 7, wouldn't you think? Like on an average day. But again, I think it's because we live with this feeling of there just has to be more and that just leaves us feeling a little more empty than we would like and it kind of broadens that gap between our 7 and 10, right? And so... Then I started thinking about how to become happier on a more frequent basis. I mean, who wouldn't want to be happy on a more consistent basis, right? Again, I just, I actually just think it boils down to practicing gratitude. And sorry for the cliche, the sappiness, and the probably obvious, but quite literally, I think it just boils down to that simple practice. It's pretty unfortunate that, you know, we live in a time where success and happiness is measured in numbers so how many followers we have how many likes we got the number on a scale or the price tag on our clothes or how many figures we make but at the same time it just makes it i guess all the more important to stop ourselves and remind ourselves about what actually matters i'm a massive lover of quotes and so obviously (laughs) i pulled a good one for today So going off of what I was just saying, this quote says, If you're going to measure your self-worth by a number, you might as well do it by how many times you've cried yourself laughing or how many books you've closed with a funny warm feeling in your heart. It might as well be counted by the number of people who have been lucky enough to have you in their lives or the amount of fluffy marshmallows you can fit inside your mouth. Your worth could be determined by the number of different places around the world that have had the privilege of being graced by your presence, or how many tiny droplets of rain you've seen drip down your window. Or, darling, maybe it's up to something completely different, don't you see? We get to choose our own worth. It's all up to you. Whatever it is, just promise me you'll never let anybody dictate how much you mean to yourself. Doesn't that just like make you want to live your days just with such a different perspective? I used to do a gratitude journal around Thanksgiving time two years ago and it actually helped a lot. It really forced me to think about all of the little things that add up to this really great life and so you know the first 20 I would say are pretty easy so I'm grateful for my mom and dad, my dog, having a job and a car and a house and friends and then after that it gets pretty hard and it kind of starts turning into things like I'm grateful for the feeling that rainy days give me and splashing in the rain I'm grateful for this cup of tea I'm sipping on I'm grateful for my favorite book I'm grateful for the barista that knows my order by heart I'm grateful for the texts from loved ones that say drive safe uh, it reminds me you know to pay attention on the road because my safety and the safety of those around me matters and I matter to my loved ones and just so like once you get into it it kind of makes all the little things that matter to you like matter so much more and it makes you realize that the little things actually make up the big things which is just I don't know it's just a really nice way to live I think. If you've never tried a gratitude journal I would recommend trying one for at least a month or two and just kind of seeing how it goes. I personally really like the journals from Target. I think they're so cute and they just make me want to 
word vomit every night so yeah <laughs> if you guys have any good journal recommendations please let me know i'm always on the hunt for new journals so and this last part i'll leave you guys with is just this big the biggest lesson i've learned about happiness actually over the past year is that happiness is dependent on yourself so you can't really rely on someone else or a thing or a job to make you happy are they parts of your happiness? Absolutely, but, you know, ultimately your own happiness is pretty much up to you. Uh, one, to define it, and then two, to pursue it. That was just really a hard lesson for me to learn. I guess to be completely candid, my boyfriend and I really kind of struggled a bit quite a while ago, and I spent a few weeks really upset and just not doing well and obviously really unhappy. And after like a week, I kind of realized that, you know, if I wasn't happy and I wanted to be, why wouldn't I go in search of it? So I just placed a lot of my happiness on him and not only was it not fair to me, it wasn't fair to him and it was detrimental to our relationship, but it also made me stop pursuing other things that made me happy. And so that was just such a tough lesson to learn, but obviously I'm grateful for it. It not only just like, you know, made our relationship stronger in the end, but it also forced me to grow and just pursue happiness within the boundaries I decided to set for myself too. In that time, you know, I started working out again and eating healthier on a more consistent basis and started doing a daily devotional and added more passion projects to my workflow like reading, painting, drawing, whatever. And I started, you know, putting in more effort to going out and meeting people and like making new friends and that just obviously resulted in me finding more happiness without relying on him so much anymore. Is he still a part of my happiness? Absolutely. But like I said, there's just so much that contributes to our happiness that, well, some are obviously more weighted than others. And there's many parts for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something I think he does a really good job of, of just being like, you know, you make me happy and you contribute to my overall happiness. You're a large part of my happiness, but you can't be everything and you can't be the sole provider of happiness in my life. And so that was just definitely a wake-up call. I was late to the game learning that one, but hey, we learned it. That's what matters, and we've grown from it. So I'm pretty sure that everyone goes through a time, if not many times, when you're just seriously in so much pain, and it feels like all you can do is wonder if you'll ever be happy again and what it feels like and why this is probably the most pain you've ever been in and you have to seriously pause and remind yourself that the most pain in those situations also bring you the most growth and that you're just in a season of growth. So if you can remember just like growing up, especially if you're tall, tall now, those growth spurts, those physical growth spurts are so painful and look at you now, you're taller than like two feet. Yeah, that's all I have today and so I guess I just want to leave things on a nice and positive note. So I have one more quote for you guys before I head out. Probably heard this one, but I think it's a great little reminder. So this one is from Roald Dahl. I began to notice how important it is to be an enthusiast in life. If you are interested in something, no matter what it is, go at it full speed. Embrace it with both arms, hug it, love it, and above all, become passionate about it. Lukewarm is no good. So take that as you will. <laughs> 
thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today on my first episode. I'm really excited to get this podcast going. I've got my digital branding artist working on not only rebranding my entire brand, but also this little endeavor. So I'm really excited to get that artwork going. And yeah, I don't know. I just have such a busy brain that never shuts down. So I'm like, gosh, I just need an outlet to get everything off my chest and so I can word vomit and not let it sit in my head and drive me crazy and probably drive other people crazy. So this is what that will be. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for hanging out and have a great rest of your week.